back to Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy and I'm your host. Today we're talking a little bit of The Flash. I just saw this movie today, not too long ago. As I'm recording, this movie has been out a couple of days, so it's still pretty fresh and new and uh, people are still seeing it. But, um, you know, with it being the Saturday after release, I figured I could go ahead and and record and upload and um, my review of it and just get my thoughts out there. Now, I will say this right off the top. I'm going to do a little bit non-spoiler at the beginning, and then I'll get into spoiler territory, and I'll give you a, a sort of a heads up before I get into the spoiler territory if you haven't seen it yet. Um, if you listen, if you happen to listen to my last review where I, I reviewed Jaws from 1975 just a few days ago, you can find that on the channel if not. Um, I talked a little bit about this movie and about how, you know, I was going to see this movie this weekend and review it. And if you listen to that, what you heard me say was, I'm, I'm sort of not the biggest DC fan. I mean, I, I like the characters, but you know, as far as the movie universe has gone, it's just not gone super well. And in my opinion, um, you know, I, I like pretty much all the Batman movies that have ever been made. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the the Clooney movie, um, you know, I thought the Val Kilmer movie was okay. Um, I like the Christian Bale Batman movies, really enjoy those. I like the uh, Robert Pattinson, the Batman movie that came out uh, last year, I believe. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Michael Keaton Batman. I, I think those first two movies are really solid. So there's been some really good Batman movies, right? And I enjoy that. I liked Man of Steel. Um, And I enjoyed that movie. But in the whole DCU, the, you know, the movie universe, it's just not really been something I've been super excited about. I I didn't really like the Justice League either movie. Uh, You know, I know everybody talks about the Snyder Cut and about how that's, you know, that's the the one that's on the, you know, velvet pillow and that's the one you got to go with. To me, when I watched it, I just felt kind of bored. Um, I, I just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't, you know, sit with me the same way that it sat with a lot of people. So I really didn't care for either cut. Um, the Batman versus Superman I didn't think was particularly great. I thought that there was a couple of good moments in it, but I thought that it had a weak, uh, uh, you know, villain. I know that the villain is Lex Luthor, but... You know, let's just be honest. I, I didn't think it was a great portrayal of, of Lex Luthor. Um, I, I mean, but other than that, I mean, I didn't really care for the Suicide Squad. Again, both cuts. I didn't really care for either of those movies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just been 
really up and down with me. I pretty much like the Batman movies, like the one Superman movie. I do like the the old school um, Superman movies, um, so I enjoy those. But you know, I remember seeing Superman Returns a long time ago. I think I've only seen it a couple times. I remember it being okay, uh, but like the Aquaman movies and all. That, I mean, it's just been. It's not been. It, something that has been um at the top of my priority list to go see a DC movie um you know it, it's with Marvel it's you know there's been a lot of consistency there and a lot of good movies come out that you know I've been way more uh, interested in that franchise and um and so when it com- came to the flash uh, again this is something I said in my last uh show I was just really a lot more interested in going to see the movie for Michael Keaton. And I don't consider that a spoiler look. It's been in every single trailer they've put out. It was in the first trailer. So I've been more interested in that because I do love, you know, the original Batman movies, um, his, his two movies that he had. And, and so I was really interested to see that character return I don't really know that much about The Flash. I mean, The Flash is a cool character. I know that you have all this stuff going on with Ezra Miller, and I'm not going to get into that, but um, that's been sort of a, a center of controversy surrounding this movie. But I wasn't all that... You know, I would not have been very excited to see a Flash movie had it not been for the Michael Keaton character. Um... So I just kind of want to preface everything that I will say in this review with that. Um, You know, I think it's important to kind of give you a little bit of foundation of where I'm coming at this from. So, um, yeah, that's just to give you a little heads up there. So I saw this movie today, like I said. um, And after having seen it, I can say that I pretty much enjoy this movie better than just about everything else I've seen in the in the DC cinematic universe so far um and again I know that's not saying much but I really did like this movie I enjoyed this movie quite a bit I thought that there was stuff I didn't like about it um there were a lot of jokes that didn't land and kind of um came off a little bit um I don't want to say immature because I am the kind of person I enjoy immature humor, but some of it was just like middle school level humor that uh, just to me just didn't, didn't, I I didn't really hear anybody in the theater laugh at it. It was kind of awkward at points. Um, This alternate uh, Barry that that they have in the movie, this alternate timeline Barry uh, annoyed me pretty greatly at a lot of points of the movie. Um, with just his the way the char- the that character was being played and um, some of his mannerisms, I mean, it just kind of got a little annoying. Felt like it also slowed down the movie at, at some certain points. Um, and I'll say another one of the negatives was there was quite a bit of pretty rough CGI. Like there were, you know, it was there was some CGI in this movie that was just not very good at all. Um, and there was quite a bit of it, to be honest. But, but all that being said, get that out of the way now. I did really enjoy the movie, and I'll, I'll be honest, 
I loved the Michael Keaton stuff. I loved the 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 Batman stuff with him. It was all very good and very well done, and uh, it satisfied me as a Batman fan. But I did like the movie for more than Batman. I, I ended up liking the movie for for more than what I thought I would like it for, and that's that's really good. You know, I I came into the movie and got a little bit more than I asked for, and that and that part I really enjoy. I did like the main Barry. I, I did, you know, I, I enjoyed him for the most part. Um, the story, I thought was was okay. It was pretty good. I, I, I'll be honest. I did. I kind of enjoyed the way they explained the timeline and the multiverse thing. To me, it um, almost made a little bit more sense than maybe what Marvel's doing with the, and they actually kind of have a, a, they kind of address the, the Marvel thing a little bit. Um, not, not directly, but they kind of, you know, Michael Keaton's bat Batman makes mention of, uh, you know, how some other movies, if you watch some movies, you, you might see that the timelines work as a branch. So if you change something, you create a new branch. Whereas in reality, in this reality, um, uh, time works a lot like spaghetti noodles when you've cooked them and poured them in a bowl, right? There, there's kind of some going this way and some going that way, and some of them run parallel and have intersecting points, but they're not uh, the same timeline. Um, so there's just differences to time, and I kind of like that. I like the way this movie explained that. Um, so that was pretty cool. I did enjoy the ending. Um, I thought that it was a pretty cool little part at the end there. It was a little funny. Um, but ultimately, I don't think this was a huge impactful movie. I think it was just kind of um, um, a fun, a really fun couple of hours to spend. Uh, and that's kind of how I would describe it. There were some emotional moments, but um, it was it was a fun couple of hours. That, and I enjoyed it. I really did start to finish I enjoyed this movie and um came out of it um much more pleased than I thought I would so um yeah I there's I, there's not much more I can get into there without getting the spoilers so um so I'm just going to say now spoiler warning I'm go, I'm going to move to the spoiler section I'm sorry I could not spend much time in the non-spoiler section just because there's you know after a few minutes into the movie, you're getting into spoilers, so I, it's it's hard to to you know stay on the non-spoiler topic too long. So if you're not here for spoilers, this is your warning now. Get out. You know if you see the movie, come back check 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 the rest of this out later. But um, yeah, we're jumping into spoilers now. Um, okay, so I really enjoyed. Um, like I said, what they did with the Keaton character, and I know that's what a lot of people went to see the movie for. His death and um, the um, I think it was Supergirl, Superwoman. I was a little confused on the the uh, the other character. I guess it's Supergirl, uh, Kara Kara Zor El, I believe was her name. Um, their death and how they explain that is just sort of being an inev inevitability where, you know, they could have gone back in time a million times and never, they could never change that outcome. I, you know, even though I, I really went into this movie saying, I just hope they don't kill Batman because at this point 
it just feels like when you have the older legacy characters, it just feels like what they're going to do is just kill them after a little bit. And I kind of was getting tired of that. So I was kind of hoping he can make it out of this. But after seeing what they were talking about with, you know, it being inevitable that you can't stop it, no matter how many times you go back in time, I really enjoyed that. And that's kind of what I meant when I said I enjoyed their explanation of time travel a little better. Because the problem with me when you look at something like Marvel and the whole time travel thing is it makes no consequences for anything, really. I mean, I know that, like, in Marvel right now, Tony Stark's dead. Uh, Captain America is not... I don't think he's dead yet, but he's older. Um, let's see, you know, who else? I'm, I'm blanking on who else is gone uh, at this point. But you, you get what I'm saying. People are dead. But in reality, they could just go back to a certain point in time right now, take him out of that time and bring him to the present future and bring him essentially right back to life right whereas and i'm sure there will be some like marvel super fans right now who, who are saying no 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 you can't do that well i mean that's what it appears to me the common fan that you can do but in this movie it explains that sometimes people are just going to die things are just going to happen in whatever um timeline you're trying to create here it's just going to happen and you can go back in time a million times i mean you you saw what that like the evil flash or whatever at the end you saw him and i mean he had been doing it for decades it looked like and and he could not still could not change the outcome you know people are just going to die if you change this thing this outcome's going to happen, and it does not matter what you do, no matter how many times you go back in time, as long as that first thing you change still remains, um, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and you can't change it, you can't stop it. And I enjoyed that. That means that there are consequences to actions, and I know that, you know, ultimately this really doesn't matter a whole lot because this whole version of the DCU is about to end and go away, and we're going to start up with a sort of a new version, so, you know, James Gunn's version, but... um but it is, it was really interesting and, and pleasing for me to see that they were at least trying to stick with some sort of consistency. And um, again, even though I'm not a big follower of this, the DC Universe, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, the biggest fan of it. It is cool to see that in a movie and see that there are consequences for your actions. Because I think once we lose those consequences... Um, the believability and the engagement with a movie uh, starts to go away. And so it was really cool to see that, right? So even though I went in saying I didn't want his character to die, I thought they handled it beautifully. The The whole way they, they handled his character I thought was pretty good. I was a little hesitant at first when, when Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne came out and he was like long gray-haired and, um, uh, you know... I don't know. It just kind of seemed weird wearing flip-flop. I mean, I was kind of like, this is not Bruce Wayne. This is not the Bruce Wayne that I know. But I thought they handled it pretty well. Um, 
you know, the getting to see his Batcave in detail and playing Danny Elfman's score throughout so heavily. Every time you saw him come come on screen, like they would be in the bit, middle of a fight and then you'd see the Batwing flying and you'd instantly start hearing Danny Elfman's score. Loved that. That was something that I wish Spider-Man No Way Home would have done a little better. You heard some cues of the the other two Spider-Man scores at, at certain times, but to me they just didn't play it nearly enough. And that's such a big part of a character when they come from a world where they have iconic scores, iconic music. You know, having that be present uh, when they're you know on screen in any movie, it's it's sort of part of who they are. It's part of their character for us. So I really enjoyed that um, here with with. His uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and Danny Elfman score. I loved how they did that. Um, I, I, listen, I know we're gonna have people who are gonna be the nostalgia freaks who who just say that oh, nostalgia's bad, bad. We n- nobody should want nostalgia. And, you know, I like nostalgia because it feels good, and it you know these are characters that I do love, and uh, yes, they're characters I grew up with, but that doesn't mean that. You know, they couldn't have a place in, in you know, some of these movies and, or some of these franchises today. And um, you can call it nostalgia. You can call it fan service. I call it entertainment. And that's what I'm going to the theater and paying my money for. That's I'm paying my hard-earned money for entertainment. And somebody has chose to give me entertainment in the form of a character that I grew up with and loved. And... Um, you may say that's a bad thing. I say that's a good thing. So we're at a standstill there. Um, I have a big rant on nostalgia every time somebody brings it up because um, there are just these people who don't like happiness. And, and therefore, whenever you have some sort of legacy character brought into a, a modern movie, they'll always scream fan service or nostalgia as though it's a really bad thing when, you know, people enjoy that sort of thing. So, you know, forgive us for, uh, for enjoying that. Um, but I thought he did, I thought, uh, Michael Keaton did a fantastic job. He kind of slipped right back into that role. Um, all of his fighting scenes were really cool. Um, the Batwing was, it was awesome to see. It was cool to see the Batmobile, even though they don't drive it. Uh, but it was cool to see that. And I liked his interaction with the other characters, his interaction with, uh, 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 Barry and, um, you know, the, the way that he fought, you know, sort of just fighting with, in the Batwing and the, the last fight he had with the, uh, Kryptonian, um, it was really cool. It was really cool. So I, I enjoyed everything, uh, that he did in this movie and, and, and enjoyed every bit of it. Um, so Supergirl, I, I really enjoyed that character. I thought it was neat how they, you know, played, uh, that story a little differently. You know, uh, you know, she was sent to protect Kal-El and, you know, in this timeline, Kal-El never made it to earth. Zod got him before he got to earth. So she arrived there and was pretty much put in a cage and, um, you know, the fact that it, she was, it was inevitable for her to die too, which makes sense to me, right? Superman is Kal-El and he's kind of the hero of earth and, you know, she's kind of almost not supposed to be there or a part of that story. So the, the inevitability of inevitability of her death, um, made sense to me and it was, um, I thought it was cool how they, they played that up and I liked her. I liked that character. I felt like that was really well done. Um, 
uh, I know that you know Ben Affleck's uh, Batman was in this movie a little bit. Uh, you know, I've mentioned before, I'm not the biggest fan of his Batman. I, I, I don't know what it is about that Batman. It just has never felt as cool to me as some of the others. Um, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, one of the things with him is I've just never felt much of a personality come out of his his Bruce Wayne or his Batman. I, I you know, it just kind of seems cold and dark and. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there's anything attractive about uh, Ben Affleck as, as Bruce Wayne or Batman to me. It's just the way they play him. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. But, um, I mean, he was in the movie. He was okay. I mean, uh, you know, I, again, I didn't think it was anything. But he wasn't in the movie for very long. Um, you also have Wonder Woman show up for a couple minutes. I don't even know if it was a couple of minutes, but she shows up um, early in the film. It was a cool cameo. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other cameo. Oh yeah, so you get the sort of the ending scene, or not the ending scene, but the um, the scene where they're still sort of in this time warp, and and it's showing all the worlds colliding, and then you get a look at um, you get a look at like the, the first iteration of, of, uh, the flash and the first iteration of Superman the, you know, the old black and white Superman, um, you get, uh, Adam West's Batman in there, uh, that you can see in another timeline. You get Christopher Reeves's Superman, which was really cool to see. You get a Nicolas Cage's Superman, which is obviously, you know, for those of you who don't know, it was, it was a Superman movie that was never made, but he was going to play Superman. They even took stills. You can look up on the internet, you can look up uh, pictures of him uh, dressed as Superman shooting stills for the movie that they never made, but it was cool to see that. Um, so that was kind of cool to plug in all those different timelines and iterations of characters. Um, uh, and then at the end you had the cameo I did not expect at all, but you, you know, Bruce Wayne calls Barry, Bruce Wayne pulls up, gets out of the car, surrounded by paparazzi. And then as he parts the, the, the sea of paparazzi and steps out, it's George Clooney. It's George Clooney's Bruce Wayne, uh, which I thought was cool. It was a fun little nod. I mean, it, it didn't mean anything. It was just a fun little nod to, uh, you know, his time as Bruce Wayne. Um, uh, for me, it would have been really... Because, you know, he's probably a lot my least favorite Batman. I mean, I think he's he's a lot of people's least least favorite. But I always really liked Val Kilmer. I, it would have been cool to see Val Kilmer there. I know that there, you know, he has health issues and all that. So it might have been difficult. But um, it would have been cool to see him or it would have been really cool to see Christian Bale. Like, I honestly, that probably would have been my pick. Like if like he pulls up and gets out of the car and it's, it's Christian Bale, like that would have been sweet to see that for me. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It's just a small thing at the end of the movie. Um, as far as like the story, I, you know, I, I like it. I, I think that when you get into the time travel stuff, you do. Uh, it's hard to keep an audience engaged, and I thought this movie did an, you know, a pretty decent job of that. 
of, of keeping people engaged. Um, like I said, there was a lot of humor in the movie that I didn't care for, especially coming from the alternate Barry. Um, there were some drawn-out scenes of uh, uh, dialogue that I think you just didn't need. I mean, the apartment scene where he's like trying to think of you know, what superheroes he can get in touch with. I thought that it was a needed scene, obviously, but just the comedy that going around it and some of the jokes that were drawn out, like the Back to the Future jokes, it was just kind of, that stuff started to get a little old for me, personally. Um, you know, some of you may enjoyed it, and that's fine, but um, I, it did start to get a little old to me. Um, I, I'll be honest, the, there were a lot of times that the, the alternate Barry uh, really did get on my nerves. And, um, you know, I, I know that I've said that already, but it, it's just, you know, the more I think back on this movie, I'm like, man, I really just did not like that character very much. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just the way they played him. Uh, I, you know, I just kind of got annoying and that's about about really all you can say about it um but the whole storyline with him trying to save his mom and then eventually realizing that um there's just no way to do it and he has to go and put the tomatoes back i thought that was well done because that was kind of that was emotional you know it was i thought i had this figured out but he kind of it was one of those things where you know bruce both bruce waynes tried to tell him like you know look some stuff you just can't change, you know. And to him, that meant, well, yeah, you can't change it because you can't time travel, but I can. But really what that meant was you can't, you just can't change it, right? Because that's just not how things work. And so him having to go back and learn that lesson the hard way, um, I thought was a pretty cool story. And, um, you know, for the first time, really, um I kind of enjoyed the Flash as a character, and, um, you know, I I like the Flash as a character in theory, I just haven't loved what they've done with him in movie form. I know that a lot of people watch the Flash television series, that's just something I'm not, it's just one of those things I'm not overly interested in, um, the superhero TV shows have just been something in general I've not been very interested in, I mean, I've watched a couple of the Marvel series, but um i don't know what it is about the 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 uh you know the network uh superhero shows i've just never um been interested in watching them so i mean people say it's really good and and maybe it is and maybe it'll be something i'll check out one day but um it's not something that i've watched thus far so um yeah but this was really that character this has really been the first time that i really got a lot of interest in him and and it it really kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of the movies again just to see if i get anything more out of them now um so yeah uh but story-wise i thought you know as far as plot holes and stuff i don't i'm really trying to rack my brain to think of if i can, can remember any plot holes that i noticed um uh, I guess really the only one I thought of was when um, Barry tells the alternate Barry that he's got to go get his powers because if he doesn't get his powers, that might mean that he, the original Barry, won't end up having his powers, which to me didn't make any sense, and I think that probably should have not made sense to him 
because you're two different berries from two different timelines. So him not getting his powers uh, should have no effect on you having your powers. So I didn't really understand that logic that he was using to, to arrive at where he was. But um, I kind of get, I understand why they had to do that. They wanted to give, they wanted to make sure both Barry, berries had the power. Um, so I kind of, I, I get the point behind why they did it. I just don't think they used very good logic to get to that point. Um, the, yeah, the whole CGI um, thing I've already talked about, I, there was just like some of the the um, the you know the face faces that they were having to you, you know they were having there's two berries but berries both played by Ezra Miller right so when they were on screen at the exact same time you you don't have two Ezra Millers right so you've got to CGI the face onto one um, extra or I'm um, not extra but uh, you know stand in right so. Whenever they did that, I'll be honest, I felt like it was kind of painfully obvious that uh, it was a CGI'd face. And you also had like some CGI battle stuff that went on in the movie, a couple of shots that just didn't work for me. Some of the running, uh, when the Flash is running and it's CGI, didn't look great to me. But at this point, I'll be honest, when it comes to Marvel or DC, I, I think that there is a lot of shoddy CGI um, they really go for it in terms of just using it where they need it and, um, and, and, um, and I think that probably at some points they should not do that because, uh, you know, I know that some people just kind of believe it. It's not believe it, but they, they just roll with it at some point. But to me, you should try to make stuff look realistic if you can. And I think that sometimes Marvel and DC just throw caution to the wind and just CGI whatever. And, uh, and, and it doesn't always work out for the best. One thing that really bugs me is the CGIing of... Um, superhero suits which happens a lot on it like with the whole spider-man thing in the marvel in the mcu that drives me nuts because to me the cgi suits looks really bad it's always just looked really bad it looks like a computer generated effect it does not look real it looks like an effect and it kind of takes away from um it takes me out of the movie every time I see that. And there was some, you know, there were some times in this movie with the, the flash shoot, it just didn't look good at all to me. Um, but that's just me. Uh, that's just my opinion. I know everybody has varying opinions. I get it, but it's just kind of a, a something that I, you know, kind of bugs me a little bit. So I wanted to bring it up. But overall, guys, look, there, uh, there's a lot more positive than negative to this movie uh, for me. Um, I really did enjoy it uh, quite a bit, quite a bit more than I thought I would. It is something that I will rewatch. It's something I might even purchase. I mean, I did enjoy it that much. Um, and I'm still the guy who purchases uh, Blu-rays of stuff when I enjoy it. So, um, you know, I try to show my appreciation in that way. But um, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. I don't know, um, you know, how many of you out there have seen it yet. I hope you 
have seen it if you're listening to the spoiler section because I just ruined a lot for you. But if you have seen it, hope you enjoyed it too. Maybe you didn't. But um, either way, hey, join us on uh, social media and let us know. Um, I'm really interested to hear what some of your opinions are as well. Um, but that's The Flash, guys. That's The Flash. Uh, this was a movie that didn't let let me down and uh you know i've got some movies coming up such as indiana jones and the dial of destiny and i hope does the same i hope it it also does not let me down but we will see when we get there all right guys that's that's been the flash uh check out our um our other recent reviews that we've done uh in the past check out we just like i said we just did jaws the other day from 1975 check that review out uh if you're a ghostbusters fan we have a ghostbusters show uh, called Ecto One Radio. Uh, that's on this podcast feed as well. You can also check it out on our YouTube channel at Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, as well as some Ghostbusters video game videos that I've done on there of the uh, Ghostbusters 2009 video game remastered and Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. So there's plenty of, of Ghostbusters content if you're a fan of that. Um, but um, it's been fun, and we'll see you next time.